coming. You're keeping us alive now. You forget about that one. And you keep them coming in. You're doing well, son. Find us on the web at mbradio.us. I want to make it clear that the views expressed by our hosts are not considered the official stance of MBR views. Remember, this is all about having fun and enjoying the ride. everybody two drunk dudes in a gun room man i am happy to be here and uh i'm happy to tell you all about our sponsors which is operationencore.org you can go over and check them out they've got a awesome little donate button if you're able to help them out go and help them out they're doing amazing things for the veterans that are trying to transition into musical careers between education as well as helping them get set up professionally awesome organization we are also sponsored by gun room radio you are not alone. there are so many it's a motor attack smaller fire and RPGs we don't he was sitting in the shadows with a gun in his hand I'm glad y'all could join me today. So I know there's been quite a few people that have been looking forward to this interview and it's been some time coming. The day is here. Today we have Derek Stoner. What's going on, Derek? Hey man, not much. How you doing? Oh man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So give everybody a little bit of a, a background on, on where Derek Stoner came from. Sure. Yeah. So I was born and raised in that Northwest Missouri out in the sticks, like farm country. Um, grew up in a town. Out town with, a, you know, super small. Uh, it was a great place to live, situated right beside the Missouri River. Um, so obviously, uh, you know, great farming day. activities, hunting and fishing. Uh, and drinking beer that's what that's kind of what you did um, so, <laughs> but it was it was great um i'm married today 25 years later uh, to my wife that was from the same area you know high awesome. school high school sweetheart graduated uh in a class i was number nine of nine um <laughs> there was only nine of us <laughs> so, um so super small we played eight-man football we drove we cruised up and down main street at night 
you know, back and forth and just burning gas like it was going out of style because it really wasn't that expensive then. Yeah. Uh, you know, and just I had a really cool childhood. I can't complain about it all. Yeah, man. Yeah. So um, you went in the Army, correct? I did, yeah. What uh, what made you decide to go in the military? So I initially joined the, the Army National Guard. And uh, I believe it was 97. I was a junior in high school and they had a, I don't know if they still have it. They probably still do, but there was a thing called the split option. Uh, mm -hmm. If you were still in high school, um, just in case anybody doesn't know, uh, you could go to basic training on, on, uh, on the school break in the summer of your junior year. Yep. And you, of course you would come back, uh, attend your senior year of school and then you would go to your advanced AIT, what the Army calls it, advanced individual training for your MOS. And uh, so that's what I did. Uh, the reasoning behind that was um, my wife and I accidentally had a baby. So, you know, um, needed some cash, you know what I mean? And uh, I'm, I'm with I, you, buddy. I was working a sawmill at the time and uh, trying to finish school and then, uh, you know, like, okay, what can I do on the weekends? And I, I'd always love the armed forces and, and, and things like that, but I, I can't say that I had a plan to join it. I was just right. kind of floating around in what I was going to do. So I joined that and then uh, stayed in that for, it was about probably three and a half or four years and until nine 11 happened. And once nine 11 happened, my, my unit uh, in the guard they sent several of us down to the Kansas city international airport to be like security guards. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure a lot of people can remember that back in the day after that, you'd go to the airport and there'd be national guard soldiers along with police and, and, and other personnel there. Um, so I did that for three or four months and that's when I just decided like, Hey, I want to go active duty and I want to, I want to do what I can to help out the cause here. Um, so that's that's when I went active duty. It was early 2002. Okay. Yeah. You know, I think, I think a lot of people that, you know, that happened with a lot of people and, and we talk about it in um, our uh, uh, podcast a lot, you know, there's a different breed between the, the ones that came after nine 11 and, and enlisted at that point, they, those guys enlisted knowing I'm going to go to war. That's what I'm enlisting for. You know, right. I came in in 94 and I came in similar reasons for you. I, I got married. The My wife, we met in seventh grade and we got married right out of high school. And there's these things called bills with rent and everything else. And, you know, coming right out of high school, not having a, a, a great uh, um, the academic to fall back on. College was not an option. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I chose the military, man. And I did that like I said, for the same reason, but, uh, you know, it was a different time back then. There was not any major events going on. We had, you know, the little desert storm and stuff like that, that, you know, occasionally you'd come across a veteran that was over there, but, you know, it wasn't like it is today, you know, where now combat patches are like having a, a service ribbon. Everybody gets one, you know? Sure. And, uh, so I think, I think it's, it definitely is a different breed you know, of, of people and my hats off to, to all the people that done it. Yeah. I mean, that was the same thing for you. You going active at, at that point, you know, you, you stepped up and said, I want to be in the fight, not maybe in the fight, you know? So yeah, that's awesome, man. 
So when you when you came in, what was your MOS? Well, I was in the guard, and I was a communications specialist. Okay. I don't remember the long term for it. Um, and then I went, I joined active duty as an 11 Bravo, you know. Okay. Yep. Just, just an infantryman grunt. Yep. And then, uh, within a few short months, they had uh, special, the, the, the Army Special Forces had reenacted an old, uh, something that they had used utilized in the Vietnam War for, for recruitment. And it was called the, uh, a lot of people call it like SF Baby or the, the 18 X-ray program, I guess would be the mm-hmm. legitimate name for it. But anyways, I got, I was, I had orders. I was going to go to Ranger school and I was supposed to go to Ranger battalion. And I got down to Fort Benning. I finished uh, infantry training and then I finished um, airborne school. And there was a hold. There was like a two or three month hold on, they just didn't have the slots. There were so many people coming in at the time. Yeah. You know, and they're like, Hey, you're going to be waiting over here for three months. So you can even go to Ranger school to suck. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like you're trying to go see a concert or something, it's yeah. kind of funny, you know, in that sense. But uh, during that time uh, I, you know, there was a special forces recruiter that was going around is like, Hey, this is good pickings right here. You know, we got a bunch of infantrymen that uh, at least at this point can, you know, they're, they're in shape because they've been yeah. hunting for, for a lot of weeks in a row. Um, so I ended up signing up for that and went up to uh, uh, North Carolina and uh, started the whole special forces program. And that took a, at the time, it's a lot more streamlined now, but at the, at that time um, they assigned me as an 18 echo, which I hated because that's the communications guy for a special forces detachment. Yeah. And I just didn't want to do that anymore. I I wanted to do something. I wanted to play with guns, which I'm yep. sure you can appreciate there sitting in the gun room. Yep. Um, but either way, they're like, no, you already know radios. You're going to do this. And uh, so that took took me two years to get through that before I got assigned to, uh, you know, the special forces uh, regiment that I was in and mm-hmm. our group, not regiment. Um, and I got assigned to to fifth special forces group in Fort Campbell, Kentucky in uh, early 2004 and spent about a week or two on the ground situating my family. And it was sandbox ever since, you know, until, uh, 2022. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this, this war was, it really transformed the way the military operated and, and it never hit me until I was talking with, uh, Robert DePrado. I don't know if you, you know him, Um, He just retired, but he came in basic training with a uh, SF contract. So basically 18x-ray program. Yeah. Yeah. And so he literally spent 20 years from basic training to retirement as a green beret. And I'm just like, man, that just blows my mind. Cause when I came in, you had to be a PFC to even look, think about going, you know, and, uh, it wasn't as easy to, to, to even get to that point, you know? Right. Uh, they were, they were extremely strict and I, and I get, I get why. I mean, it was the same way with the 160th. We went from a, a volunteer unit to a DA select unit cause it, they just couldn't get the people to fill um, mm-hmm. the spots. But uh, so I, I definitely do get it, but uh, man, it just blows my mind to, to hear somebody that came from basic training all the way to the end of retirement you know, because I know I know 
I know your guys' lifestyle, man. You're hard on your bodies, <laughs> you know, between training and, and all the PT. Yeah. And, and, and it, 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 you know, lends itself to a very interesting dynamic because like what you're talking about, the old school way, um, mm -hmm. obviously tried and proven and true. Yep. You know, most of the time when you get a branch and the guy that shows up day one and doesn't know shit, excuse my language. Oh, you're good. But this guy was probably like a platoon sergeant or at least a buck sergeant or any five, whatever. You know what I mean? He, he, yeah. he, he was a soldier and he had yep. been being a soldier for quite some time. And then when you introduce, you know, special forces training is hard and all, all these things, but it's not necessarily focused on making you a soldier. Right. It's focused on, can this person do it? Yep. I'm going to cram a whole bunch of things down their throat and, and expect them to do a, a lot of hard physical things and remember a lot of stuff. They have to have a brain and yeah, but there's not a lot of rank and file uh, discipline, I guess. Yeah. So no, it's, it's interesting. When, yeah. When you get uh, to an ODA, it, it, it's a good thing that you have some of those traditional guys there because yeah. especially for the new guys in my experience, anyways, um, they have a lot to offer in the form of just like, dude, this is just soldier stuff. Yep like level 10 and you need to be on like level two right now because you're in the same army that everybody else is. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, uh, um, how long were you in? How long do you stay in? I stayed in 20 years. Uh, I got out January 1st, 2020, 2022. Okay. My retirement date. Did you stay with uh fifth group the whole time or I did, I was there minus a one, three year stint, which you're still, a part of fifth group, but I was assigned to SWIC, the, the schoolhouse for us out in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. So mm -hmm. the people that teach the students that come yep. in. So I had a three-year instructor tour from uh, 2012, I believe, to 15. But the entirety of the rest of the time, I was at Fort Campbell. Okay. Yeah, man. Campbell was... Uh, All that moving around, like a lot of folks have to do, like every three, four years. And, yeah. You know, so... So I was I was in third battalion um, with the 160th, and I was out of Savannah, and I, I stayed with them for ten years. But yeah, I know I know Campbell very well, man. That's where our little sure, yeah. little mock up uh, selection course they called Green Platoon. Green Platoon. Yeah. Um, yep. Was, was that? Yeah. What's that? I think we lost you. Are you back? All right. Yep, back there we had a little glitch. Yeah. Um, what was you saying about uh, Green Platoon? Oh, I'm just saying I'm familiar with it. Yeah, I know a lot of yeah. guys. I know a lot of guys from from the the couple of battalions that are at at Fort Campbell. Obviously, worked with y'all a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm right sure. There. So yeah, I'm sure. You know, as as uh, as we say, we're uh, we are like a uh, advanced Uber. <laughs> Very advanced. Yeah. I think you're underselling it there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So music, man, did, was that, did that come from um, growing up or, or is that something that came later? Definitely later. Uh, it's anytime I'm like telling people my story on a podcast or whatever this, I, I'm almost ashamed to say this because I, I feel like it lets people down, but it's just the truth. So I've always loved music. Um, mm -hmm. You know, country music. I've always loved it. And I like some rock and roll and some southern rock and stuff too. But 
hands down, you give me one genre. It's like, what kind of soda can you drink for the rest of your life? It's going to be a Pepsi. Yeah. Blah, blah. What kind of music is going to be country music? Okay. Um, um, so I just grew up loving music, but never, I wasn't around musicians. Um, uh, didn't know how to play anything. Uh, at, at, at a, I think it was my second deployment. I had returned. It was either right before it or after it. I can't remember, but I had, I was at home and I was like, and you know, as well as I do, you do deployments and stuff. And yeah, you're working, you're working your tail off at, at times, but mm-hmm. then like something to do yeah oh yeah absolutely i mean it's a it's a roller coaster i i did it yeah so i was like i told my wife i was like i need to get a guitar just for something to pass the time like i want to i want to be learning something yeah and i loved and i loved music so i did that probably 2006 seven somewhere in there never learned hardly anything three chords probably three four uh, learned a couple songs and it was pretty much like that for about 15 years. I would come home and and I just like my guitar would have just like inches of dust on it. Not literally, but a lot of dust on it. I just didn't use the thing. And right. No, certainly not aspiring to do anything every once in a while. I'd I'd get the guitar out like in Afghanistan or Iraq or something and play a little bit for my buddies, you know, Mm -hmm. and I didn't know what the hell I was. And then uh, fast forward to, 2020, uh, when it's like, okay, my getting ready and I do, do, but I was able to do every time I do these work and they retirement process get my medical stuff straight and uh, the litany of stuff that, you know, it's a long process. It takes a lot of time to get in there and see all the folks that you have to see to actually retire properly and, and to make sure you're getting the yep. benefits that you've, that you've worked for. And uh, so yep. I spent a lot of time at home by myself when my wife was working and I, and I was, uh, you know, I was struggling a bit with it. It's not a terrible story or anything, but I, I felt like, like, I don't even know what I'm going to do with my life. I, I come off a, yep. a pretty big high on my last deployment being in charge and some operations that we got to do that were like, you know, some of the biggest things our nation was doing at the time. And, and it was just mm-hmm. an honor and privilege. And um, all of a sudden to nothing. Yep. Your, your whole identity. Gets so one day. Song for like years. Sorry, one more time. I said your whole identity just gets stripped from you. And, yeah. and, it's like that for every soldier because you know you're based off your your MOS, your rank, your position, your your job, and and everything else. And then when you walk away from that, you're back at the bottom, and you have nothing left to to step up to. You know, it's a whole different atmosphere. So I I get it, man. I do. Yeah, and, you know, and I, I give them I think speak for myself. Definitely under you. Utilize them, but there are to get out um, in your last year or two and take advantage of those. And, and yeah, and, and I've got a lot of good spot. Their transition was smooth effort and utilizing those resources. And my 
I'm a, I'm a kind of a passion based person. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I absolutely so I I get that. going to music. Yeah. You know, I was kind of similar. I didn't, I really wasn't a big music guy, but I, I always thought it was fascinating because you'd see one guy bring a guitar and by the end of it, there's a whole bunch of uh, guitars, you know, everybody's playing and in their downtime, it becomes like a little band, you know, sitting outside in front of the hooch. So it always fascinated me how the music would attract people, you know, people would stop and just sit and talk and everything else. Cause they seen somebody playing a, a guitar or whatever, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was actually very yeah. interesting. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And your, your story, not too different. So you have nothing to be ashamed about because I can count as a matter of fact, one of them was in the chat, uh, Barbara Sim. There's a lot of artists that didn't start playing guitar until they started their music career. You know, that's when they started learning. Uh, Malachias, I, I don't know if you know him. He told me, he said, I'm, I'm still taking lessons because I can only play two of my songs, you know. So they're all, you know, everybody's out there playing the, the catch-up game, you know. It, the military is demanding, man. It takes... It takes 100% of your focus, and the unit that you're in takes probably 110, you know. Did we lose you? Sure, and, and you know, there are some things that transit life to where – yeah, you've been trained. You didn't might not necessarily realize doing stuff like that, but it translates to the civilian world. But yeah, things like music, you know, and I'm sure there's a litany of other things. Like you're zero, you are literally yep. starting <laughs> at the bottom. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, yours are my internet, but I'm gonna deal with this play. Yeah, the, that storm's really kicking y'all's butt, man. Yeah. Well, while we're uh, to kind of pass some time, and let's uh, let's throw one of your songs up, and then we'll talk about uh, we'll get into uh, where that song came from. So, the first song that I picked is "Bad Decisions," and this is by Derek Stoner. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's about Wake me. Like in my bottle Bacardi. Thing and all that is stuff. the first thing that I see. I look out the window, back in the shadows. I don't want the world to see. Um, and what yeah, I, I went through it. Looking back on it, I'm like, I, I think I kind of thought that I was like some kind of like warrior. It's my, my personal life is hard. Choices that I was making stupid. Um, you know, they, they were just bad. I made a lot of bad decisions, and hence the name of the song. And uh, we sat down when I, I had the idea and had some stuff uh, to it, and I was like, you know, it was my way of 
kind of like saying son thing like that and and that's what happened I actually uh, was in that same s s scenario, you know, I made a lot of bad decisions, you know, so I, I think a lot of people can relate to it. So really, why don't we, uh, yep, absolutely. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, play it for everybody <laughs> and, uh, and let everybody hear what we've been talking about. Be right back. So easy to lose track Living life in this haze Well, had I known she was gonna be gone I would have changed my ways But it's too late now She's already left town On that late night train But she broke my heart She tore it apart Now all I have is pain from me got me down yeah i got you man so that was bad decisions by Derek stoner okay so let me ask you a question man when when you sit down to write i've had kind of like a 50 50 mixed bag of people with some songs they say man i worked on that for months because i just could not get it right and then i get the other half that's like no man i came up with this idea and i sat down and 35 minutes after i got off the toilet i had the song wrote you know 
so how, how where did this song fit in at that because it it reflected some of your decisions so was it easy to write or did you struggle with it well i caught half of that so yeah with with the this song, there there are songs that obviously give me a tussle, but this was not one of them. Yeah, this thing was like, bam, and it, it just <laughs> fell together. And I, 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 all the songs that I've written and released, anyways, are. It's not like you're trying to make up a fictional story, right? Um. So, but it's. Just I don't know. I, I think you just got to be in this in the right mental space while you're writing about a certain topic, and I find I find those to be the the quicker ones. But yeah. like sometimes if you decide like okay I want to write about this section of my life, but you're a little bit detached from it at the time for whatever reason, now that that can be more challenging for me. Yeah. No, I yeah I, I get that, and and you know because you're like uncovering some old stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, the other thing, too, and that's one thing I like about um, this this radio station is because we've really got a lot of inspiring artists that are writing true stories. They're writing their feelings and how they felt. And 90 percent of them have wrote that song and are performing that song. And it's not like some of the, the big name people where they're paying people to write a song and then they're singing about singing about that person's feelings or, or whatever. And, and I think there's a disconnect with some of those artists compared to you guys, because obviously the name and, and my following is mostly military. So, so many people can relate to your guys's music, you know, not that everything's about military, but even the dark humor that, you know, military guys tend to have, um, can relate to some of those stories, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. You know, I think that's, that's important. And, you, know? And, you know, that, that's the thing that, that I think that's into the business, the, the business. It's, it's, it's huge. I, it, to me, it's everything. You know, yeah. prints that I had, but make it to where you feel something on a unique experience that you had yourself. And those are the songs absolutely. as listeners. Yeah, no, absolutely. That, that make you feel a certain way, I believe. And But yeah, and, and so you, there is a huge disconnect on that. If you, you start, somebody writes a hit song and it's, uh, and then you just give it to whoever because you're like, well, their voice will do this right. And they're at they're at the right moment. They need a single, blah, 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 whatever it is. And they put it out. Of, of course it does. It does a lot of good things, but uh, it doesn't necessarily get to the intimates. Yeah, absolutely, man. Because, you know, I can give you a good example of that. So Jelly Roll, his, his album that he came up with and, and most of his songs, when he first came out, I didn't really care for him. I really didn't. I didn't, I didn't, nothing caught my attention. I didn't relate to nothing of it. And then I heard about his story. I actually just watched an interview of him talking about his life and his story. And after listening to his story, now I have became a, a fan. I do like a lot of his music, even songs I really didn't like for when I heard it. 
but it's now because I can relate it to something. And even though he didn't write those songs, you know, they do kind of relate to his life story when he talks about how he grew up and, and the things that he went through. So I think that's the example, exactly like what we're talking about, you know, um, just to hear him and sing. There are, there are also. So, I'm sorry. What was you saying? Yeah. And, and there are also, there are also, sorry, this connection is just being a bummer right now. Um, yeah. That's the also situations mad. like, for, yeah. Um, for some of the bigger artists where, you know, cause there's, there's jelly roll specifically Nashville area. Yep. For some of the guys, tell their story and and then rely on the story into song you know so yeah. i think that happens sometimes as well so it, it's still very personal even though they didn't themselves write it um yeah, absolutely they just you know it's kind of like writing a book right you know needing an editor and an author yeah. and all this stuff you're telling your story but you don't know how to write a book so yep it requires yep. the help of others sometimes yeah yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and like I said, you know, after after hearing his story, you know, um, you see where where that passion does come from and and how it related to him. You know, even though, like I said, he, he didn't physically write it, it was still he had to have had something to do with it as far as the the outline and the way it went. Because when you hear his interviews, it does kind of line up with his life, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. And then, and also, I would add, it comes through with the vocals, the yeah, performance. People, you know, we're we're not as dumb as we look all the time. People, people <laughs> have senses, you know, and uh, you you can feel that. You can feel that somebody's faking. Yep. And, uh, yeah. I think that's what that is one of the things that makes him genuine and, and why people flock to hear him. Yeah. Yeah. I. That's what. Like I said, after hearing his his life story, that's what you know brought me in, and I became a huge fan since then. You know, I think in the army, what we call that is a, a PX cowboy. You know, the, the guy, <laughs> guy yeah. that didn't know where he fit in, but he he met a lot of country guys, so he went to the PX and bought a cowboy hat, and now he's country too. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely non traditional, but but there's a lot. I think in uh, right now there's. The market's definitely open to that. It's almost oh, yeah. a bad thing if you're traditional, which I wouldn't even call myself traditional country. That's the music that I love, but I just, it's not what comes out of me when I write for whatever reason. So I embrace it. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's hard. I think really hard for the traditional guys. I think maybe Cody Johnson would be one of the best examples of somebody that overcame it, but a lot don't that are really great. And they, yeah. they sing the old, well, I call it old in the nineties, style of country music which sounds amazing to me and just makes wonderful music yeah but it's like that nashville doesn't want to hear it right now so well i'm, I'm gonna tell you when uh when that guy that i was telling you about before the show that liked uh, the song sand you know that's exactly what he described he liked was the older the older real country you know yeah uh, yeah when when uh, he said he heard your your song, I, I wish I could remember what song was actually even playing when when he heard it. But uh, um, he goes, uh, he said, yeah, that's that's what I really like. And I, and I kind of chuckled because, you know, I know, you know, everybody on on 
my radio stations not from that era you know they're not all the way back to Waylon and, and Johnny Cash and stuff like that. Sure. But when he came back the next day, you know, he became a Derek Stoner fan, you know? So that's cool. Glad to have him. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, and uh, I don't, I know I've told you, but uh, this guy right here, um, that Brian Roof, he's one of our DJs and uh, he runs the every day is a Saturday podcast. Okay. On Monday and Wednesday from 12 to three central, it's basically the Derek Stoner channel. <laughs> That's awesome. He is a huge Please fan. give him a shout out for me if he's not watching. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure he is. I am sure okay. he is. So thanks, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He uh he makes sure that he votes and everything on the top 20 and everything, man. And he even tells everybody, you know, I'm the one that voted for him. Yep, that's me. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, man. So, you know. I think it's it's cool because uh you know at this platform you know people get to know the the backstory not just yeah. you know um a 30 second interview <laughs> right <laughs> love you too man <laughs> I see that out, yeah <laughs> but uh so yeah you know you get some of the big press and and you don't get that that connection and I, and that's what I I love about what we're doing is you get that connection, you get to know where these artists are coming from, you know? And so I think that's, that's awesome. Let's get into sand, man. So where did that song come from? Yeah. Um, well, I was trying to finish, finish up my, uh, an EP, the only EP I've ever done. I'm currently, mm -hmm. uh, working on an album now that I just can't wait to put out, but, but back to sand. And I, and I was, I was kind of searching for a more sentimental song uh, that wasn't military related. Cause I didn't, I don't want all my music just to be like, you gotta be a veteran to listen right. to it. You yep. know what I mean? I love singing that stuff, but I, I want to broaden. I want to be able to sing to a lot of different folks. Of course. So uh, at that time, one of my close family members, members were, were uh, going through like a bad divorce, kids involved. You know, the same story that everybody's uh, had contact. It's either happened to them or somebody in their family, you know, mm -hmm. one of those things that was that was just a, a bad situation. And I thought, well, I can definitely relate to that because the stuff almost happened to me before. Also, because of my own uh, bad decisions, like you played earlier. Um, so that's and, it, and I wanted to kind of send it out to the uh, my family member as kind of like, um, I don't know, like to give her a little bit of like, we're with you. We, we understand, yeah. we understand what's going on. And I really wasn't ever going to uh, release it. I just wrote it for, for, for her. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. I just got talked into releasing it um, by several people. And cause I played it a few times out and stuff like that, at, you know, live shows. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I'm always surprised to me. It's not, it's one of my least favorite ones. You know, I hate, <laughs> that I've done, but, but I realize, uh, you know, when people are coming up to you and saying, I love that song. I mean, that's undeniable because that's all, yeah. that's what it's about. Yeah. You know, it doesn't really matter what I think of it. I mean, I, I, I of course I don't not like it, but I like the song right. I have written it, but it's just on the chart of things I've done. It's, 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 it doesn't rank very high, but it's powerful once again, to, when it, uh, when it touches somebody. Yep. So, so from that regards, I'm proud. Of, I'm proud that we did the song. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and I know we were talking about Jelly Roll, but one thing he said was, you know, every song you do, every song you record, every album you record, there's there's a favorite moment that the artist loves in that song, whether that song is its favorite, but but there's yeah. that one vocal part that they just love doing that part, you know, and then you'll have a favorite part in the whole album that you just love doing. So I, sure. I get what you're saying. It's not that you hated the song. It's just there's there's other songs that, that you enjoyed singing more and probably the vocals or or whatever, you know? Yeah. And then all, all of it depends on your mood and what, it, you know, there's just crazy thing, you know? <laughs> They're all bangers. Thanks, man. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you, um, if you look outside and there's a guy hiding in your bushes, you might be careful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you're safe though. He you, he has a, a long drive to get to. He's in California, so. Oh, right on. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so let's uh let's play sand real quick, and uh, you know okay. I think that storm's kind of passing because your your connection and everything's gotten really good. So knock on wood here. Yeah. I probably just jinxed it, but uh, <laughs> we'll go ahead and play sand, and uh, if the connection stays good, and if you want to play a song or two, let people hear, then we'll go for it, man. Okay, sure, yeah. All right, here, here's Sand by Derek Stoner. There's a new moon that is rising Casting light on wounded soul It pulls away of deception past the break in the waters unknown you told me that you love me and will never let me down if you love me why'd you leave me they're all alone to drown your words are so confusing can't you tell me where I stand will you pull me from the let me wash away like sand, away like sand. As I look into their faces, I see the hurt, the pain, and the lies. So just how are you gonna replace them? There's so much love in their crying eyes. You told me that you love me and will never let me down. If you love me, why'd you leave me? They're all alone to drown. Your words are so confusing. Can't you tell me where I stand? Will you pull us from the waters or let us wash away like sand? Do you have a 
That is awesome, dude. I, I, I now see why, why he relates to it, man. Knowing the the person that came to me, I, yeah, I get it, man. Cool. Probably had something similar in his life, I would imagine. Ab- absolutely, unfortunately, absolutely, but yeah. man, those are some of the best songs. I think it's just heartbreakers, you know. Yeah. Especially yeah. being a country music fan like I am. Yeah, and and like I said that. That bond it, with the audience, you know, especially when you're performing live, is is important. You know, if if you can't make that connection, it's going to be a long show. You know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's absolutely true. No doubt about it. So, absolutely, man. Well, what would you like to uh, play for everybody, man? Well, uh, let me let me start out with "Break the Chain," and I okay. I, I saw. Uh, I think I saw Will to Survive pop up down there. Yeah, bro. that was that was Brian, but I can do that. He's not gonna let my let my pipes rest at all. So either <laughs> way, I'm, I'll be happy to sing it. All right, this, man. This song "Break the Chain" is uh, it, it's on that EP as well, and it's uh, one of the first songs that I released. But basically, it's just trying to address the fact of I was going through retirement, and then looking back and seeing, it's easy for all of us to kind of we look at ourselves because we are ourselves and see the things that are happening to us or the things that we've been through. Sometimes it's easy to forget uh, how that's affecting your family and and other people. So that's, that's really uh, what the song's about. It's called break the chain. And on the airfield and dries your tears Living alone now for so many years Mountains of memories and valleys of pain I think it's time to break the chain We're gonna break the chain Losses are real and the time is gone 
Too many nights spent away from home Lord, I hope it hasn't been in vain I think it's time to break the chain We're gonna break the chain Throw it on the ground We're gonna break the chain That's holding us down We're gonna break the chain Toss it out to sea, yeah We're gonna break the chain with you and me We're gonna break the chain well, There's a light at the end We can step in Baby, you can start to see We're gonna break the chain Oh yeah, break the chain. We're gonna break the chain, throw it on the ground. We're gonna break the chain. It ain't gonna hold us down. No, we're gonna break the chain, toss it out to sea. Man, so, so far in the chat, I have seen, wow, such a voice, uh, whoops, wrong one, wow, such a voice sounds like Luke Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Thanks, Sally. <laughs> and then we got uh, uh, Br uh, Brian over here that says, and this is live, and he sounds badass. This guy can sing, man. I'm, a, I, I think, uh, I think you're getting a following, man. That's awesome, yeah. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I love it. Uh, you know, meeting folks and just it was, uh, it was hard to come out of a shell. I think a lot of veterans deal with oh, that. Oh yeah. And uh, but uh, I'm glad I did, and yeah. and I have nobody to thank for that other than folks that are supportive and you know, reciprocate communication and encouragement and yeah. just all, all those things. It's wonderful. You know, I, I've had a couple veteran comedians that came on too. And uh, it just, it just baffles me, man. You know, when they talk about their military side and the problems they're going through and then they can get up on that stage and it's like, it's gone and just flow and start talking, you know? Sure. And I'm thinking, you know, I celebrate a day of coming out of Walmart without being pissed off at somebody. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an achievement, man. I don't even go to Walmart still to this day. You can ask my wife. God is my witness. Yeah. I'll go I'm, to the parking I'm, lot and wait for her. Yep. I'm, I'm the same way. I, I hate it. I can't stand it. And uh, 
but yeah, so, you know, to be able to get on a stage in front of a bunch of people, man, I would, I would need the whole bottle of four roses that I'm drinking on now. So, you know, that's kind of how I started. I would get pretty, like pretty, uh, pretty lean, you know, pretty sauced up to get the the liquid courage going and uh, it just gets easier. It's like anything else. Repetition. Sure. You know, that's what Guy says too with uh, Operation Encore when he's talking about young artists. He said they just got to get out there and, and just keep gigging and just keep doing it. And, and it becomes repetition, you know, get them under your belt and just keep going. So, yep. yeah, I, I completely get that, man. You know, where all, uh, um, where all have you been um, gigging? Have you been doing tours or, or anything like that? Uh, I wouldn't call it to- tours per se. Uh not as much as I'd want to, but I play. So weekly, I've, I've been playing in Nashville weekly, pretty much nonstop for the last year. Okay. Um, so that's a lot of shows. Yeah. Um, and, and then I, on the weekends and stuff, I do think I just got back from New York a couple of days ago and played a veteran festival up there in upstate New York. And, you know, I, I I've been to several different States at this point. And, that's and, good, and, man. But yeah. Not as much as I would like, but it just takes time to, you know, uh, get, you know, get people right. to follow you, and it yeah. and it all comes down to money at the end of the day. I, I do a, as I do as much uh, charity stuff as I possibly can, um, and I love to do it. My favorite folks to sing for are veterans. Yeah, but you know, we all have to still pay our bills and stuff. Yeah, so that's kind of the yeah. balancing act. You know, no, it wasn't, it wasn't charity for you to get there. You know, that gas wasn't free and, and the, right, right, yeah. else, you know, so ab- absolutely. I, I completely get it, you know, and that's, that's one thing I love about hero stock. Um, we was talking about that before the show, you know, and that's, you know, that's another goal of his is, is to take these artists and, and provide more opportunities for them to get paid to do events, you know? Yeah. And uh, I think that's, an amazing accomplishment. He's got a big feat on his hands. You know, I'd, I'd hate to be in his shoes cause it's going to be a challenge, but uh, you know, yeah, I th- I think that would be awesome, man. It's great. And, and I, I can't, I have to mention operation encore. Who I'm just a new member of, we both got the hats on right now. You mentioned yep. them here in your broadcast, a, a sponsor for, for the gun room radio, you know, they helped me out with a, a couple songs on my upcoming album and, and, and they mm-hmm. do, that's, that's what they're all about. You know, yep. it's just amazing. Um, it's just, it shows their heart, you know, and their, yeah. their passion for things to, because they get nothing out of it. Nothing. They get the joy of helping a veteran. Yeah. Trying and, to be and so you take, you take guy, guy isn't even a veteran, you know, he never served. Right. And, right. And, and I, you talk to him and I can tell you, there's probably not anybody more passionate about operation encore and their mission, you know, yeah. Absolutely. He he is out there for you guys trying to find gigs and, and events and partnerships and and everything. And I think that is awesome. That, I, that was one of the reasons why I kind of, you know, Scotty Hastings is the one that told me about Operation Encore. I didn't even know anything about him. And uh, yeah. he gave me guys information and I fell in love with that organization since then. So yeah. you're right. They, they're doing awesome stuff and uh helping veterans and like you said they're not getting anything out of it other than just you know the the self-healing and uh enjoyment of being able to help others you know yeah which is huge you know because because i think i'll speak for myself that's a large portion of why i play music i get that it's like therapy and, and when you realize that 
something that you're using as therapy for yourself can also be utilized by others. Yep. As therapy for them. It's, it's very fulfilling. You know, that that's where this podcast came from, you know, and, and I tell everybody, and, and I mean, I don't care if one person's watching or, or 10,000 because, you know, the podcast turned into therapy for myself. You know, I was not a fan of the, the go sit on the couch and, and talk to a VA person. But for some reason, the veterans that I've had on here and everything else over the years has, has helped me open up to a lot of the, the stuff that I never really talked about. So I, I get that completely. You know, I, it, it's, it's yeah. healing and people say they're enjoying it and getting stuff out of it. And, and I think that's awesome. So, I, yeah, I, I get it, man. Yeah. You know, and, I, and that's, you know, a, a lot of these 501Cs, well, I'll tell you that, too, you know, um, helping others is therapy in itself you know the the more you help others the more it comes back to you and yeah you know i believe that i believe that wholeheartedly it's like that old saying it's better to give than receive it's just and, it's just true <laughs> yep a hundred times over man absolutely yeah. you know and and i and i do get it too um if you look at the music industry the generation has changed you know all these the pros you know like bmi and ascap and that it, they were an important asset to have back when cds were a, a thing you know and yeah. now that industry has has really changed and has made it everybody's like well now it's easier for them to get known they can just use tiktok and all the social media but now and if you're, you're not like quadruple the size that's not even the right term it's like yeah so oh, yeah. many more people. Yeah. And on top of that, you're not getting paid for any of that stuff. There's nobody buying a CD now. You're you're making because I know what the royalties are that, that I pay, and and it's in it's an embarrassment, you know, that you guys are getting less than a penny per song. And and some of the Spotify, there's loopholes that they don't even pay for the song that they do play, you know. <laughs> so, you know, unless you guys are getting tickets and selling tickets and gigs and stuff like that, you know, then their steak is not in the fridge yet, you know? So no, absolutely I, not. That's, I, that's really the only way you can make it. Uh, live yeah. music merchandise. Yeah. Um, at least at the level that I'm at. No, you're, you are absolutely you right. Know, man. I'm, I'm sure it all changes and I'm hoping to find out when you get something on radio, when you get on nationwide radio. Yeah. Um, sure. That's a nice jump, but yeah, there, there's not that many avenues. No, no. And, and it's, it's stepping stones, you know, that's, that's kind of the way, you know, I look at it and, and operation encore looks at it, you know, they help people get to uh, like, what is it? It's warriors week coming up with uh, Zach Brown's uh, Southern, Southern yeah, camp. Southern ground. Southern yep. Ground. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, that's another stepping stone in a, in a career, you know, to help get you known and get seen and people talking about you and, you know, you, you get played on gun room radio and, and who knows, man, you never know who's listening to it because I, sure. I've, I've found out after the fact that, you know, some of the artists that had not gone through operation encore guy reached out to them and invited them to apply for um, camp Southern ground, you know, and they, yeah, they heard it on, he heard it on the, the radio station. So, you know, if that could happen, who knows, man, maybe one day you get invited to be playing on Sirius XM's the highway, you know, yeah. for, uh, for theirs. And, and that's, that's what it takes, man, is, is repetition and, and getting out there and people hearing it and people talking about it. So 
I think Absolutely. that's that's uh, a big thing that a lot of people that don't go that aren't part of the music industry they just don't understand. You know, they just hit the play button on Spotify and it's a great tune and it was free for them and they enjoyed it. But they don't think about the the business side, the the behind the scenes <laughs> stuff. You know, <laughs> yeah, they'll the bullets and the beans. Yeah, and yep. And, and you know, it's it's a just it's a necessity, I guess. A dream is a wonderful thing to have, but there's also running neck and neck with your dream is reality. So, yep. you know, but yep. that's something that we all have to deal with. And no matter what we're doing, whether you're starting a small business or anything like that, you know, or, or, yep. or you want to play music for folks. Yeah, absolutely. It's all, it all takes a risk and a hell of a lot of hard work and dedication. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And 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 when you hear the word no, don't take it personal because it wasn't that they didn't like you. They just didn't like that song, you know. So, You're going to hear no so many times. Yep. Yep. Absolutely, man. So I've been playing. I've been putting your link tree down here. Where else can they find out about Derek Stoner and, and where you're you're going and, and everything else? Sure. Yeah, you can go to DerekStonerMusic.com. Uh, okay. and I, and I keep a fairly updated schedule, sometimes not too far out, but a fairly updated schedule there, especially if you're ever in the Nashville area and you would like to attend something I'm playing at, you're, you got a real good chance of finding me there. Okay. Um, you can find me on YouTube, Derek Stoner music, Instagram, Derek Stoner music, Facebook, Derek Stoner music on all streaming platforms. You can find, I believe I have nine or 10 songs on there right now. And in the coming months, I'm going to have an album being released. I'm going to have a couple singles before that, probably about a month out right now on a single that I'm pretty excited okay. about playing. And actually, if I, if you want me to play another song later, uh, I'll probably play that song for you because it's, it's military as, as get out. And I, and I just love the song. Um, I, I, I would be honored, man. Go for it. You want me to do it now? Yeah, go, go ahead, man. Awesome. So briefly, the, like the story behind the song, we already mm -hmm. talked, you know, I was a Special Forces guy. Well, I, I really like a group called Whiskey Myers. I'm sure you're familiar with them. Love the music that they put out, a lot of it. And uh, a few years ago, they put out a song called Frogman okay. uh, in, in honor of the Navy SEALs. Mm -hmm. And I've worked with a bunch of SEALs in my career. And I love I'm those sure. guys. Um, but... I was like, yeah, that's cool for the Navy SEALs, but what about us SF guys or Green Berets? And we do have the Ballad of the Green Beret. That's a 1960, a post-Vietnam song by uh, a Green Beret himself named Barry Sadler. But I was like, okay. we're going to need to update this. So I wrote a song for SF specifically, but it really goes out to all special ops folks and the stuff that they do on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, uh, now that I'm a civilian, I really appreciate that stuff because yeah, I got friends that don't, holler at me from overseas right now and i'm like man i know where you're at i know you're probably sucking right now and, and i'm just yep. thanks for thank you man because i'm at home i'm watching like seinfeld or something you know yeah nac Absolutely. so it feels yep. good this song's called bad man finder Saw rings on my sleeves. This desert heat makes it hard to breathe. I wake up when the sun goes down. 
Gotta prep these tools of the trade. My guns are oiled and I got my blade. Gonna bring old glory to your house. You better run and you better hide. We don't knock before we come inside. You can say goodbye and to all your friends and forget about the world you've been living in. I'm a bad man finder. Bad man finder. Dark cloud fills the air as the ships of the sky they're coming down to fair. My feet hit the ground, I'm a running, I'm gunning for you. Razors light up the night, the flash of the muzzle, it's a firefight. Three, two, one, boom, let the party begin. You better run and you better hide. We don't knock before we come inside. You can say goodbye to all your friends and forget about the world you've been living in. I'm a bad man finder. Yeah, you better run and you better hide. We don't know before we come inside. You better say goodbye to all your friends and forget about the world you've been living in. I'm a bad man finder. Bad man finder. Bad man finder now. I'm a bad man finder. But that goes out to all the all the folks out there doing the hard work. Absolutely, man. That is awesome. Thanks. You say that's going to be on your uh, your new album? It is. It's actually going to be the next single I release in about a month. Awesome. Um, it, it, it's it's pretty much done. It, I, we have some production stuff that's being done on it down at, in the studio in Nashville. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's all recorded. I just got to get it mixed up right and all that stuff. But, uh, that is awesome, man. Well, if you don't mind, um, when you go to release it, we're going to have to have you back on and do like a, a little release promotion, man. Yeah. So, I'd be, I'd be honored to do that. Yeah. Yeah. We, we can do it on the radio station and we can do it on here or either, or don't matter, man. Just help you get the word out there. Cause that cool. dude, that was an awesome song, man. I loved it. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah I man. love singing. It's, it's a cool one. And you, we were talking earlier, we were going, we had some internet connection issues there when you were talking about like, you know, sometimes a song comes easy sometimes it's 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 like freaking i don't know pulling teeth or something yeah. pulling teeth i guess uh but that one is the shortest song that i ever wrote i think it took me like 15 minutes it was just like <laughs> bam it's like yep that's that's what i want to say on that one so well i'm gonna tell you you got you're gonna have a, a bunch of people that can relate to that i that's cool that's what i, I hope. am i am pretty sure that will be in our top 20 because awesome i hope yeah. just knowing our uh you know our uh listener base 
I, I can just imagine. So I don't think you'll have to worry about that too much. <laughs> cool. But uh, so, yeah, man, uh, when you when you go to bring out your new album and, and uh, everything else, man, we'll have you back on. We'll do uh, a, a little uh, promotion for you. I'm sure you're going to be doing your own stuff. So after it settles down, then we'll we'll have you on and yeah. and uh, bring you out and talk, man. Um, if there's ever if you're ever doing anything that you need help uh, promoting or whatever, man, send it over to me. Tag me in it in case I don't see it and I will share the shit out of it. We'll talk about it on the radio station for you and, and just hopefully get more people aware of where you're going to be and the events that are coming up and, and so forth, man. So thank you very much. I really, I really appreciate that. Yeah, man. That's, that's, that's what we're doing. And, and uh, you know, every one of us, even, you know, Brian over here, when he's not stalking you, he, he enjoys being a, a, a DJ and, you know, it's, it's just became another family, man. So I just, I love it. And that's awesome. I think, I think good stuff's coming from it. So, well, brother, I'm going to go ahead and uh, we're going to end this. If you don't mind holding on, we'll throw our little exit in and uh, then we'll chat for a few minutes after we go off. All right. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Thanks man. for having me, man. Yep. No issue, man. You guys take care and uh, make sure you tune in every Wednesday and Friday. <laughs>